ESPN. The following is a presentation of Cover Your Assets and is offered by Rooker Financial Coaching and Consulting. You're trying to build your income, your business, your life. Challenges are all around you. It seems so overwhelming. People are depending on you. Who do you listen to? Where can you go to find honest, useful information? Todd Rooker. For decades, Todd Rooker has been teaching professional education to attorneys, CPAs, bankers, and financial advisors. Rooker Financial Consulting offers advice and coaching to consumers, business owners, and financial professionals on every topic imaginable. If you truly want to succeed, sit back and find out how to cover and build your assets. Here's nationally renowned speaker and expert getting you on the path to financial strength and wealth, Todd Rooker. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Cover Your Assets. As always, we cover topics related to money, finance, business, growth, uh, financial stability, <laughs> and creating independence in your life. This is a great show. Uh, if you are a business owner, it's going to be really good for you. <clears throat> if you're not, you might want to become one. Uh, at the very least, you're going to have an understanding of some of the things that, that make being a business owner attractive and not respective of the income that you necessarily make or, God forbid, all the responsibility that you don't want because you want to play golf on the weekends. Whatever. <clears throat> just, just you know, make me rich. Forget the title. <laughs> all right. All right, so the name of the show today, or at least the topic of the show, is Business is an Excuse to Purchase Commercial Real Estate. A business, a business, being in business gives you an excuse to purchase com commercial real estate. I don't mean that if you own a business, uh, you might want to consider purchasing commercial real estate. I mean that you, the business exists for the sole purpose of purchasing real estate. That's what I mean. And that is something that is, you know, for certain lost on the vast majority of business owners. I mean, utterly and certainly it is. Uh, because as I've said many, many times, small business owners, even medium-sized business owners, they think like all of you silly 401k speakers who have a job and your greatest concern is how much vacation you're going to get. And, you know, having a new fishing boat or a lake cabin or a nice life in a, in a travel with your spouse, that's, that's your life because you have been indoctrinated into that sad swamp way of thinking. This country was created for independent people who want to succeed of their own volition. And sadly, I know most of you don't think this way anymore, but that's what it's about for me. And that's what this show is about. So if that makes you tune out right there, that's fine. Bye. See ya. They'll let the door hit you in the you-know-what on the way out. <clears throat> I uh, am going to talk to you folks who do ascribe to this notion and the point that every business should seek to own the space that it occupies. Um, and I want to take it a step further, as I said earlier, in that literally I believe that, that your business or your income, if you're not in business, your income, spending less than you earn, exists as the golden goose 
to give you the down payment money and the capacity to qualify to buy more real estate and to own more assets and to build your net worth. Now, very few businesses, certainly small to medium, and some of the larger ones uh, decide that they don't want to own real estate because they believe it's a, it's, it moves too slowly and it gives them, you know, uh, less money to work with. But the reality is that <clears throat> there are very few businesses, and I mean very few, and I analyze them, I do business valuations, I help them grow. And one of the first things I assess with a business or business owner who comes in to see me is, what is your net net? What is the margin after all of the expenses, including the income of the business owner? See, because most of them think like practitioners, just like you, they just want to have a good income and they want to have freedom and they want to have some control. I believe a business holds infinitely more than that. But for a lot of them, They didn't see that when they came in, and the fact that they've been in it for 30 years hasn't changed that. So, despite the income of the business owner having paid them or someone else who does what they do, what's left after that? And then you simply divide that into the gross revenue. That's the raw money that comes in prior to expenses and anybody's labor, salary, materials, operational costs, administrative costs, legal costs, financial costs, banking, all that. When all that is fi- is figured out, what is left as a percentage of the gross? <clears throat> is it 30%? Is it 40%? Or is it more likely 6%, 8%, 10%, maybe, 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 very few, <laughs> very few that break 10%. And if you understand that there are more passive investments that could do that very thing, and if you're a business owner and you're good, you need to know that whatever you do, especially once you have become a business owner, taken on the responsibility and the role of a business owner, you might say that I'm unemployable. And as a business owner with that salary, maybe that's true. Because you have enjoyed the benefit of the profit on top of the income that you earn. And maybe that is better. And I hope it is. That's the 10% I'm talking about. Better than you would get if you didn't own the business. That's probably true. But let me say that if you have done reasonably well, even if you fail in the end, but you ran a business and you deepened your well, What do I mean by deepened your well? I mean, you took responsibility for everything and you learned things and you did things that as an employee, you would have never done. You have become, whether you were before or not, you are now a self-starter. You are now somebody who implements. You are now somebody who knows why A, B goes to C and how the whole machine works. So when you do, if you do, fail in that business, and you go out into the workplace looking for a job, assuming that the people who are hiring you aren't fearful that you're simply going to work for them and then go back into business for yourself. If that's not the case, then you are probably the most valuable person they could ever hire. There's an adage in business that says the best people you'll ever hire are those who have gone out on their own, tried it, and failed. 
because they've learned so much and they appreciate how the business works and they're so useful after that, after the fact. So that salary that you might pay someone else to replace you, you could probably get that anywhere else. That's the point. So if the business simply exists to pay you, you a salary and you believe that you'd never make this much money in the form of what it would take to replace you anywhere else, I don't believe that's true. I believe you could make that earning somewhere else. Certainly, it may not immediately or initially, but certainly in time because you would become an integral component and value to any business if you uh, utilize those gifts that you had uh, through pain, sweat, and blood learned by trying to make your own business work. But once you pay somebody in a business that, because too many small business owners believe that the, the money they pay themselves to do the work they do as the business owner, they believe that that is profit to the business. That is not profit to the business. Because if someone buys that business, they very likely don't even want to be a participant in the business after purchasing it. And for some of you, you're hearing me and scratching your head or you're not even hearing me. Because most of you, that's how you think. Your sense of everything is the income that you make because you have an employee mentality. You don't understand. A business owner's salary is not profit to the business. The business is a separate entity unto itself. And after it pays everybody, including the business owner, the monies that are left after the fact, that's what profit to the business is. And so when I ask, what are your margins? I'm not asking how much you earn as an income. I'm asking how much do, do, does the business earn after it pays everybody? Well, when you consider that, if that number is over 10%, and that is a reasonably mature business, meaning it's not just you and one other person, maybe it's 10, 20, 50 other employees. If it breaks 10%, Net, net, wow, that's a lot. Well, let me tell you this. When we look at real estate, all things considered, whether it is multi-unit residential, which after five five doors and more is commercial anyway, it's considered commercial, or bona fide commercial operational space for business, you know, light industrial, you know, uh, hospitality, storefront retail, blah, blah, blah. If it is those things, we don't even look at any of those when considering the ways that one earns money, the metrics, unless we consider cash flow. Cash flow is pure profit to the business in the form of a dividend. It's the rent or the lease payments that the tenants make. It is the expenses that are incurred within that that real estate each month, each year. And whatever's left that is the dividend or cash flow that is left. That's pure profit. But in addition to that, very likely that building is increasing in its value and it's doing it on a regular basis. And although you may only put 20 or 25% down, that entire building goes up in value. So there's tremendous leverage on money that you didn't pay for or value that you didn't pay for. Then the last one you might add is that it is, if you do have a loan, every month, the tenants who are paying you lease money minus expenses creates profit, but also one of those expenses is paying that payment. It's not your money. It's someone else's money making that payment. And a portion of that is going to pay the principal balance. Most assuredly, a portion is going to pay interest and a large portion in the beginning, 
But in time, that improves. But nevertheless, even in the first year, at least, or something approaching 20% of the payment is going towards paying down principal balance. Now, when you add all of those numbers together, the cash flow, the increasing value year over year, and the amount of balance paid out on the loan, and you compare that against the actual money that you put into it, say 20%, 25%. We generally don't even look at properties that don't produce at least 25 to 30%. That's insane as a comparative difference. That is simply insane. So the reality is that very likely purchasing real estate with the money that you have left over, the so-called profit of the business. And remember uh, that when I run a business, when I'm an employee, if you listen to Rooker on Cover Your Assets, he's always continually telling you that you have to spend less than you earn. And we're going to call that your discretionary income that you can choose to put somewhere. So if we assume that you're paid as you would pay someone else to do the work, and the money that is left over is the profit, and assuming you don't use it like most dumb small business owners to buy a new boat, a new truck, or a lake home, because that's what everybody says. It's all about that, isn't it? That's what all my dumb, dumb friends say. Uh, If I don't do that, then you have to imagine what you have to go through to get to a place where you have any profit. And I'm saying that very likely the, the profit is the only money you really have any control over because most likely you are generating a considerable amount of money in the in the form of raw revenue. That's the pure money that comes in. That money is then diluted or decreased by the amount of expenses that you have to pay to create that raw revenue. That now takes that raw money that comes in the front door and goes into your bank, business bank account and decreases it because you have to pay those expenses. Now subtract that. Then after you've paid everybody, <clears throat> including yourself, and most of the time, the money that you pay yourself, you don't save much, save much of anything. You're paying for a lifestyle. And most likely, your lifestyle has been continually going up right along with your, with your pay. And the problem with most small business owners is they're continually taking draws to support their ever-expanding lifestyle. And they think that that's the way it should be. But whatever it is that's left over... That's the amount of money that apparently you have worked pretty darn hard for because that's after you've paid the taxes. That's after you paid the house payment. That's after you paid all the cost of living and lifestyle. And whatever little bit you have left over, now I think you need to be very cautious and strategic in what you do with that money. So the question becomes, where is the best place to put that money that produces the highest rate of return? And is and represents a comfort level to you so that you're not feeling uncomfortable like you're throwing money on on the roulette wheel and have no idea what you're putting the money on and whether or not it's going to be worth more or anything at all a day from now. That's I mean, doing that is insane. Nobody should do that. And so of the things that are comfortable and sensible to you. What is going to produce the highest rate of return with this small amount of retained money that apparently you worked very hard for? Well, in most cases, real estate 
is one of the best or or if not the single best place you can put that because one you have control and two the rate of return all things considered is probably better than just about anywhere else and that includes reinvesting in your business however how many businesses are spending money on rent every single month and other than it being an expense to the business because obviously if it's an expense they don't have to pay taxes on it but they don't receive anything for it other than the fact that they have a space to work out of, to occupy, to maybe conduct retail business, or maybe it's where they store their equipment. And they're spending a lot of money on this. I have business owners who, you know, they're, they're spending 10, 20, $30,000 a month on their lease payments, all things considered, and then maybe triple net on top of that or as a component to that. Triple net being the property taxes, the insurance, the maintenance, uh, the management, and the utilities. And whether you know it or not, if you're a consumer, you don't understand that triple net lease, wait a minute, no, no, they pay lease payments to, to rent their building, right? To lease their building. But they don't pay that. The, the, the owner of the building, the landlord pays that. No, no, in over 50% of the instances in commercial real estate, not only does the tenant have to pay the lease payment every month, five, six, ten thousand $10,000 a month, they also have another payment to make, and that is for all the utilities, for the management of the, of the building, the, you know, whoever comes in and cleans the bathrooms and, and cleans the hallways and all that kind of stuff, management, maintenance, utilities, insurance and property tax on top of that. Oh, that's ridiculous. Yeah, well, it happens more often than not. So imagine you're that business owner, you're spending that much money or better yet, your business must produce that much money just to be in business and you are enjoying virtually no benefit in the form of building your personal net worth. So the question simply becomes, well, there's this money that's going away every month. We'll just call it 10 grand to keep it nice round numbers. $10,000 a month is going away. And let's assume that that money could be used to purchase a building. You know, maybe get triple net on top of that. Well, it doesn't take much to beat what you've got going now, does it? Because you're getting nothing other than your foregoing taxes on that money. And but hey, even if I got to keep the ten thousand dollars and I had to pay three grand on the ten thousand per month and enjoy the seven thousand dollar benefit, my goodness, that's that's eighty four thousand dollars a year. That's what that would be in my pocket. How many people do you know of who are funding their retirement account at eighty four thousand dollars a year? Whoa. And that's after I pay taxes on it. But I'm not getting that. I'm not enjoying that benefit, am I? So when we think about the difference between somebody who buys real estate straight up as an investment versus an owner-occupier of a business, it the bar is so much lower in terms of making it a good thing in comparison to what they're doing instead. If I'm an investor, I could put my money anywhere else and maybe I could make a 10% somewhere else. If, and so I have to do better than that 
to beat that alternative. But what if I'm spending this money every single month and I'm getting virtually nothing for it? What about that? Well, that changes everything, doesn't it? So if you're a business owner, you should seek to own the space you occupy because it's going to put money in your pocket building your net worth. That's the whole point. It's way better. And so the idea that people are owning a business, they are a guaranteed tenant of the building that they would buy, and they're not even smart enough to realize they should focus on that almost more than building the business. That's the point. Remember, McDonald's is not in the hamburger business. The hamburger business simply facilitates the purchase of real estate. Now, I'm not saying it's totally like that, but it is in great measure. So why are you not thinking that same way? It's it's kind of comical. So the other thing that I'll, I'll make a point here is that understanding how human beings work. If people have money, I wrote a post not too long ago uh, talking about do you want to be a business owner or so you want to buy a business or something like that. I don't recall exactly. It's on Facebook. It's a post that I did. And I I talked about how how if a, if a business doesn't require equipment – then people will take that money if they if they have a better margin because their business doesn't require that they have to spend money on equipment ongoingly that of course becomes obsolete over time and has to be replaced but nevertheless that equipment does have an has a have a value because it's a hard asset well those people who own businesses like that typically have a stronger balance sheet meaning that they own real physical assets that had value above and beyond the blue sky going concern business and it isn't because they're smarter. It's because they just happen to be in that type of a business. So it's almost like they're, they trick themselves into being in a stronger position as a result. Well, that's exactly the point that I'm making. Years ago, when I was early in the business, uh, in the financial business, I used to, I, I thought initially that my job was to help people manage their money and, 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 and get stronger financially. Boy, was I wrong about that. That's not what an advisor's job is. An advisor makes money by managing money, and when some people don't have any money, there's no sense in talking to them because there's no money to make money on. But I was dumb, so I thought I was going to help people manage their money, and by doing that, then at some point they'd have money. Well, I could have died in the process. This guy had a tremendous idea about how he would create his own personal emergency fund, and then he'd have money left over to invest. It's pretty intriguing, it's very telling, and it relates exactly to this, why a business should seek to own the space it occupies. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. Are you missing anything in your plan? Find out with JLN Financial's Retirement Checklist. If you could check all the boxes on the list, you may be ready for retirement. If not, Jay Allen Financial can help. Get this checklist now at rhythmofretirement.com slash checklist challenge. That's rhythmofretirement.com slash checklist challenge. Jay Allen Financial offers insurance services. Investing involves risk. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC, AEWM, AEWM, and Jay Allen Financial are not affiliated companies. Fix Auto has been the collision repair leader in the Twin Cities for over 40 years. Hi, I'm Matt Feehan, second generation owner. Our mission at Fix Auto is to provide you with the simplest collision repair experience anywhere. If you're in an accident and you need help, my team is here and ready for you. You can find us on the web at fixautousa.com. That's Fix 
fixautousa.com. We are Fix Auto, home of the wow experience. If you or anyone you know are in a financially challenged situation, listen. My name is Todd Rooker. For over 20 years, I've been helping people strategically plan for and deal with a financial crisis. My typical client may have previously had a substantial net worth and are now in fear of losing their personal home. My clients will often say, in the past, I was financially successful. However, at this point, I'm exhausting all of my financial resources trying to make my payments on time. I feel as though I'm simply delaying the inevitable by throwing good money after bad. So my questions are, Todd, do I just let the bank liquidate my business? Do I need to consider things like foreclosure, short sale, deed in lieu, loan modification, credit counseling, or even bankruptcy? And then most importantly, how do I minimize the damage and rebuild my life when this disaster is over? This is my world, and I teach classes on those very topics. So if you or anyone you know is in this situation or you want to ensure that you never are, I have the knowledge and the information you're looking for. Go to CYA21.com and get my free download, Financial Crisis Bible, or call us at 763-559-3800. Hey, are you considering something exceptional to set your home apart and highlight its curb appeal? How about the rich look of custom copper gutters? Copper gutters are not only beautiful, they also offer timeless durability. William Foss with Gutter Solutions installed my beautiful copper gutters. I get compliments every day. If you're looking for extraordinary craftsmanship and would like to consider something truly special, call him at 612-834-0664 or go to their website, SeamlessSolutionsMN.com. Ask for Billy. Hi, this is Troy Danner of Danner's Cabinet Shop. My family has been building custom cabinets and countertops for homes in Minnesota for over 50 years. We still make the cabinets the way my grandpa did when he founded our company. My team of skilled craftsmen pride themselves on attention to detail and making sure every element of your project goes perfectly. Give me a call at 763-753-4002 or visit us online at dannerscabinets.com. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Welcome back, everybody. So, so the guy says to me, I tell him if this, you know, 30 years ago, and, uh, you know, 30 years ago, so we were looking, our goal was to have three months of his pay set aside. He was not a business owner, he was an employee. And he says, um, hey, Todd, that's a lot of money. I don't know how I'm going to save that much money, but I got a better idea. I'm going to take out a loan for 10000 bucks. And I said, huh? He says, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stay with me here. He says, I, I, I got perfect credit. I've never missed a payment in my life. By God, I never will. He really said that, by the way. <laughs> and <clears throat> And so, you know what? When I have a payment to make, I'll make that payment. And, you know, I'll have the $10,000 right away, so I won't even need to save it. I'll have it right away. And if I have a payment to make, by goodness, I'll do whatever it takes to make that payment. I don't care if I have to work overtime, work a side job or go without whatever it is, whatever it takes, I'll make that payment. And then I'll be good right away with my emergency fund. And I sat there for a second and I said, so you're telling me that if you don't have the payment, you won't work the side job. You won't go without you won't work the overtime to pay yourself that amount of money. And he says, no, I don't think so. And he says, even if I did, I mean, you're looking at my stuff, I'd probably just spend the money on all the stuff you're telling me not to spend the money on. (laughs) Tell me that that isn't the way the vast majority of people are. 
And even if it's to varying degrees, less or more, it most likely describes you who are listening to me. So if you're a business owner and you can relate to even a small portion of that, apply that to the fact that you're paying money in the form of rent every single month and you're getting nothing for it, but we could turn this around and you could get something for it. And so let me give you an example. If you were paying $10,000 a month in rent and you were paying common area maintenance, which are all those additional expenses that I described in triple net, and you were paying that already because your bill, your business, you know, was occupying a space, but you weren't getting much of anything other than a nice place for your people to go to work and people knew where your business was and blah, blah, blah. Well, imagine that if you've got a $150,000 building and, or forgive me, $150,000, $1.5 million building. Let's keep it, you know, in that, in that uh, $10,000 or something thereabouts range. <clears throat> and you're, 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 you're buying that building. Now, I'll, I'll tell you that a lot of business owners are taking their advice from their CPAs because the CPAs will be happy to jump in and provide business advice and guidance. But what the people don't understand who are cheap and thrifty, because the CPA maybe will give that to them for free. And I'm not going to beat up CPAs because I'm not saying that they don't know the things I'm saying. I'm telling you they're coming at it from a different perspective. And most small business owners think, maybe that's you, that they should be taking their business advice from their CPA. I got news for you. Your CPA is your tax advisor. And the thing that your CPA knows is this. If you get hit with a big tax liability at the end of the year, 30, 40, 50, 70, 80, $100,000 at the end of the year, they know that you understand virtually nothing about your taxes and that you believe you're paying them to, to, to minimize their tax liability. And so given that they understand nothing other than this big fat tax bill that they have this year, the CPA knows that anything and everything that they can tell you to do, which includes uh, funding a traditional retirement account, traditional within with with before tax dollars. And you've heard me say over and over again that I believe in a Roth contribution way better than a traditional one. But see, a Roth contribution is after tax. And so you have to pay taxes and it doesn't help the CPA forego any of your tax liability. Or they'll have you buying equipment and replacing equipment that doesn't really need to be replaced or new equipment that doesn't really need to be purchased simply to create an expense with the otherwise money that would have been taxed. And then you'd get pissed. And because you understand nothing, the soon as you get hit with a big tax liability, your CPA knows the first thing that comes to mind for you is, I need a new CPA. And then they lose that recurring revenue year over year that you provide to them. And they're in business just like you are. So I'm not faulting them. I'm just telling them you don't understand. And so the CPA will give you advice to tell you to do things that will cause it to be very challenging to go and qualify for the purchase of real estate. And so many business owners have attempted to do this and failed. They've went into the bank. The bank won't give them the loan, despite the fact that they have an 800 credit score. They still can't qualify for the loan. And so they that's it. They don't try again because it was a humiliating experience. They thought they were doing well. They assumed the bank would fall all over themselves to give them the loan. 
And when the bank does give them the loan, they collateralize their house and everything else they own on top of the business and the and the commercial real estate. And maybe then they don't want to do that because they don't like the idea that the bank has got everything, if anything, should go wrong. And now I have nothing. So all of those things contribute to the fact as to why many small business owners don't own the real estate that they're working out of and they're occupying. And it's something that you absolutely positively want to do and understand. So point is, let's say that my CPA says I'm going to have all these taxes. Well, here's what I'm saying. Pay the taxes. Show the profit. The profit is why you have the taxes. Show the profit. But then when you can show the profit, now you can go to the bank, show that you earn this profit, which now allows you to qualify for more real estate. And in a very short period of time with depreciation, you're able to overcome that tax liability and be ahead of the game. So you eat that tax liability by by showing that profit to qualify for that building for a couple of years, because they're always going to go back two years to look at your finances. Then you get that building. Let's say that building's worth $1.5 million. And let's say that the dirt, the lot that it sits on, is worth $250,000 because you can't depreciate dirt. So of the $1.5 million purchase price, we subtract out two hundred and fifty, dollars and that remains the structure at $1.25 million. Well, guess what? That number... Just with straight line depreciation over 30, 39 years will allow you to take that $1.2 million, divide it by 39, and that is going to give you depreciation of $32,051 for a period of 39 years. Now, what does that mean? It means that if you're earning profit by paying rent or others paying you rent in that building, it means that if you earned $30,000 that year, that you would need to pay taxes of nearly $10,000, you would forego that tax liability on that earned $30,000. And that could take place for a period of 39 years, saving you, not in how much you don't have to pay taxes on, but in the actual tax bill, $375,000 over that 39 years. Was it worth it to eat the tax liability for a couple of years to be able to enjoy the benefit of that? And oh, by the way, what if you own five buildings like that? What if you own five buildings like that? What's that $32,000 times five tax free? Let's take another break. We'll be right back. Fix Auto has been the collision repair leader in the Twin Cities for over 40 years. Hi, I'm Matt Feehan, second generation owner. Our mission at Fix Auto is to provide you with the simplest collision repair experience anywhere. If you're in an accident and you need help, my team is here and ready for you. You can find us on the web at fixautousa.com. That's fixautousa.com. We are Fix Auto, home of the wow experience. Does your sump pump run constantly? Do you want to ensure that you never have a damp, musty-smelling basement? These issues are caused by water coming off your roof, draining into your basement gutters can resolve these problems. William Foss is the owner of Seamless Solutions. He is honest and trustworthy. He is simply the best. If you need gutters or leaf covers, he is the guy to call. You can call him at 612-834-0664 or go to his website, seamlesssolutionsmn.com. 
Hi, I'm Kimberly Naibo with the Kimberly Naibo Insurance Agency, serving the community for over 27 years. People tend to be most concerned with price. That is, of course, until something goes wrong. Then the only thing they care about is their coverage. My experience enables me to uncover every available discount. I could save you up to 40% while still offering the proper coverage for the people you care about. Call today for a free review at 763-571-6111 or email me at kim at kimnaibo.com. Finding a good banker and CPA are like having a good doctor or mechanic. You cannot fully appreciate the value they represent until you're in a pinch and truly need them. However, that's not the time to go looking for one. Instead, you want to position and strategize well in advance for a favorable outcome. CPA Arliss Cleveland of Arliss Cleveland LTD is the CPA firm you've been looking for. As many of you already know, if you're looking for a great CPA, Arliss Cleveland gets my highest endorsement. Arliss Cleveland LTD has now formed a strategic relationship with Village Bank, conveniently located in the Village Bank building, located at 9298 Central Avenue North, Suite 412 Blaine, Minnesota. You can also find Arliss Cleveland LTD certified public accountants and consultants by going to accountingoffices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. That contact information again, accounting-offices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. Todd Rooker here to tell you about the most amazing jewelry store, Golden Treasures on 805 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. I've known the owner, Todd Gimble, for almost 20 years now, and at Golden Treasures, not only do you get more for less, it's the experience that you and your special person will feel when you walk in the door. Todd truly puts his heart and soul into creating your experience, regardless of how much money you spend. This is Todd's customer for life philosophy. Take it from me, there really is no other jewelry store. You can't go wrong with Golden Treasures in St. Paul. 651-227-2711. That's 651-227-2711. I have trusted attorney Brian Aho for more than 10 years to work closely with me to resolve and eliminate debt for many of my personal and business clients. Aho Law Office is the go-to firm I choose because Brian has always been caring and compassionate with my clients while tenaciously fighting to retain as much of their assets as possible while quickly eliminating their debt. Brian's extensive experience and knowledge of bankruptcy law and willingness to fight allow him to resolve challenges and cases that many attorneys won't. Don't let other attorneys learn on your dime. Rely on the experience of Aho Law Office to help you achieve relief from your creditors. Competent, compassionate legal advocates providing the clarity to protect tomorrow. For more information, call Brian and his staff at 612-271-4047 or email Brian directly at brian at office.com. Again, that number is 612-271-4047. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Welcome back. So that formula of 39 years depreciation and that is the that is the commercial schedule does not take into account that you would do cost segregation and accelerated depreciation because there's many features and fixtures in that structure that will depreciate from down to zero and obviously we all know the building itself is going up in value most likely not going down but nevertheless it's a feature of real estate and it is true that nearly every fixture uh, has a reasonable life cycle. That part is true. And many of those features uh, in that building uh, are going to depreciate much faster than 39 years. So cost segregation enables you 
to take that thing and increase the amount of depreciation that you have because it's going to, and its replacement cost will depreciate much, much faster than 39 years. So it enables you to put a whole bunch more depreciation uh, faster up front. <clears throat> and so a perfect example is a client that I work with, great guy, um, who who in, in cost segregation on his building, uh, he, he received an additional $300,000 uh, that he is able to, to offset his taxes with. So imagine in one year, $300,000, no tax, $300,000 in profit income that, uh, that he would have otherwise paid tax on. I mean, if that's 30%, that's $90,000 in tax liability. And he's able to forego that. What's that worth? Is that real money? (laughs) It's like tax incentive TIF money. It's real money. It's real money in your pocket. That's what, that's what the ownership of a building is to you as a business owner. And so the, the, the challenge is, as I've already told you, so many small business owners believe that the best place for them to reinvest their profits is, is in, in the existing business. And I'll not argue with the fact that other than this, it might very well be true. And because they have control over the business, it's their logical choice. But I'm trying to shake you up and tell you, wow, this is a pretty big deal. And how many of you who are employees, you can't even imagine that. The idea that somebody could make that kind of money and not have to pay taxes on that money. And and remember, that's the cost segregation, which can be used over time. So what if I don't make that much money? Well, there's loss carry forward and I get to take the amount of depreciation that I didn't use and use it in future years when I make more money so I don't even lose it. As an employee, do you get any of that? The business gives you the opportunity to do that. That's a reason to want to own a business. That alone, right there. So, you know, imagine this. Imagine that you're spending... $10,000 a month. And imagine that while you're doing that on this, on this million dollar building, you're spending $10,000 a month. And while the big payment that you make of 10 grand a month is an expense, but the balance of the loan is being paid down at a rate of, let's say 20% of the money you're paying each year is actually going towards principal pay down. And it's less in the beginning and way more as you get deeper into the loan. So if it is that in the beginning, it's only going to get better. Well, my goodness, 20% of $120,000 a year, 10,000 a month times 12, $120,000, 20% of that is $24,000 a year in principal pay down on the balance of the loan. That's your equity. That's your net worth. That's yours. Then let's assume because you only put 20% down on this building, and the payment that's being made is covering the rest. While that's taking place, this million-dollar building is now going up at a 4% increase. Well, that's $40,000 per year that the the building is going up. And you would have to pay this in rent or lease payments anyway. 
So now you've got a building that not only do you have $24,000 in balance pay down on the loan, increases your equity position. Now the value of the building went up by $40,000 from last year to this year simply by a 4% increase. That combined total is $64,000 per year. How many people do you know who are even putting $60,000 a year into their retirement account? You know, I'm, I'm over 50. So I think it's about $23,000 per person that can be put into a into a qualified plan. It can be more if it's a SEP. And then if you're over 50, you've got a $6,000 catch-up provision, which makes it, goodness, almost $30,000 per person if you're a married couple. But how many married couples do you think, come on, are actually putting away $60,000 a year? Not to mention the tremendous tax benefits that exist here that don't exist in your retirement account. Because if you're smart and you know what 1031 exchanges are, you never pay taxes. I don't mean there's capital gains recapture like everybody will tell you to worry about because, yeah, you're benefiting from the tax now, but you'll get hit when you inevitably sell it. No, I'm never going to sell it. All I'm going to do is refinance it and pull money out. And I don't have to pay any tax when I get the cash because it's a loan. And if I've run out of depreciation at the end of that 39 years or 27.5 respectively for residential real estate, I simply do a 1031 exchange, buy another building of equal or greater value. Now it's paid for with cash. And then the day after I purchase that property, I do a cash out refi, pull 80% of the money out, leave 20% in, I get the cash, and I don't pay a dime in taxes. <laughs> and when I, when I do pass away and it goes to the next generation, it automatically resets the basis for depreciative purposes And my family gets to start depreciating it all over again so they don't have to pay taxes on the money upon my death either. My goodness, what what is better than this? What is better than this? So this is why you want to own a building. Um, I'm going to talk about what can be done in terms of your existing taxes within your business through the ownership of the building. And you can use that to decrease your tax liability on your existing business by pushing that profit over to the building. Let's take another break. We'll be right back and I'll tell you how to do that. Hi, I'm Kimberly Nibo with the Kimberly Nibo Insurance Agency, serving the community for over 27 years. People tend to be most concerned with price. That is, of course, until something goes wrong. Then the only thing they care about is their coverage. My experience enables me to uncover every available discount. I could save you up to 40% while still offering the proper coverage for the people you care about. Call today for a free review at 763-571-6111 or email me at kim at kimnibo.com. Social Security, you've spent your entire working life paying into it, so don't you want to get the most out of it? Jim Baer and his team at J. Allen Financial can show you ways to do that with their free Social Security report. Download your copy today at rhythmofretirement.com slash social security. That's rhythmofretirement.com slash social security. J. Allen Financial offers insurance services, investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC, AEWM, AEWM, and J. Allen Financial are not affiliated companies. J. Allen Financial is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or governmental agency. Hi, this is Troy Danner of Danner's Cabinet Shop. 
My family has been building custom cabinets and countertops for homes in Minnesota for over 50 years. We still make the cabinets the way my grandpa did when he founded our company. My team of skilled craftsmen pride themselves on attention to detail and making sure every element of your project goes perfectly. Give me a call at 763-753-4002 or visit us online at dannerscabinets.com. If you're in a financially challenged situation or want to ensure that you never are, I have the knowledge and the information you're looking for. My name is Todd Rooker. When you want information on today's most pressing economic and financial pressures, who do you talk to? Their attorneys, CPAs, financial advisors, mortgage brokers, and real estate agents. Everyone has a different opinion, and these professionals do not always work well together. It's not enough to find an expert in one area. You need a comprehensive approach that that addresses all of your concerns and enables you to create an overall plan. I have over 20 years experience in this highly specialized field and it is my job to work with all of the professionals previously mentioned and know much of what they know allowing me to provide you with a cohesive and unbiased strategy that addresses everything related to your situation. I will help you to strategically plan for a financial crisis, minimize the damage, recover quickly and most importantly, help ensure that you're never here again. You have a lot more options than you think, but don't waste time. Go to CYA21.com and get my free download, Financial Crisis Bible, or call us at 763-559-3800. That number again, 763-559-3800. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. So, so, imagine this. Imagine this. You have your business. Um, your business has its deductions. And what's left uh, is the amount that you're going to pay taxes on. And you're going to pay income taxes on that mostly. And then the money that's left over, assuming that you have employees and you are, let's say, structured as a corporation, an S Corp or a C Corp, then you can at least uh, enjoy dividends um, and, uh, those monies that are left over will be, will not have to pay the social security and, and, uh, FICA tax. You can forego that 15.4% tax. Think about that 15.4%. How many, how many investors do you think in their portfolio overall even come close to that number? And that's tax savings and is guaranteed if done right. But let me take it a step even farther. Let's assume that we could push that somewhere else and forego a portion or all of that that tax. Well, how would you do that? Or better yet, why don't we start with why don't people do it? Well, because they're cheap. Because they're cheap and thrifty. And thrift is always overtaking the concept of creating wealth. They're always so fixated on being cheap. And so where does how does this manifest itself in this in this conversation or point that I'm making. Well, they'll buy a building, but then they'll pay themselves, they'll pay they'll pay rent of virtually nothing to the building because they think the reason they buy a, a, a building is so that they can not have to pay any rent with the business and then the business looks more profitable. Now, I'm not going to say that there might not be a strategy for that given a, a situation, but the reality is imagine this. If I'm paying myself less than market rent, maybe instead of paying myself, you know, ten thousand, I'm paying I'm paying five thousand because that's just barely enough to cover all of all of the costs. Okay, well that means that all of that money that I'm not having to pay in in rent or lease payments is remaining in the business and it's all taxable. What if I were to pay myself top rents? Top rents. 
maybe even more than the $10,000. Now, I'm not saying overpay, but whatever the top rent is in that area for that square footage, why am I not paying myself top rent? Because if I do pay myself top rent, well, then I push that otherwise taxable profit over to the lease payments or rent payments that I pay to the building because I'm going to hold them in separate entities, be an LLC uh, in addition to my building or my business rather. So maybe my business is an S corp and maybe I hold my building in an LLC. So I'm paying a lease payment to my LLC that holds the building from my business. And I pay top rents more than I otherwise would have And now I get to push that profit over here to the building. It is in the form of cash flow. However, now I can take advantage of depreciation on the building and forego paying taxes on that money that I would have had to pay taxes on had I taken it in the business. Wow. And I can do that for as long as I own that building. I don't know, guys. Is that a good thing? And you do remember that I said, what if I owned five or maybe 10? So when I say this, you understand that I'm always looking for an excuse to create another location somewhere else. The idea that I want to own one big 50,000 square foot building when I could have five 10,000 square foot buildings and and just as a point of, of interest. Buildings in that 10 to 12,000 square foot and below, those buildings are appreciating at a, at a, at a rate that the large buildings can't even touch because every small business owner wants to own, or many small business owners do, are becoming aware of what I'm saying. They want to own these buildings, but their businesses aren't big enough for 20, 50,000 square feet. So they're looking at these small buildings. Well, they're, nobody's building these small buildings anymore. And so as a result, those values keep going up, up, up. So if I create a new location across town and the logistics make it faster and easier for me to access business on that other side of town, the irony is that even if that business does nothing more than simply break even, just break even, but in the process, expenses, of that break-even cost, it is buying me another location. Hey, it pays all the people, creates more volume in the business, but the margin isn't that great. But it pays $5,000 a month towards a building across town. And then I do it again. And I do it again. Now, I'm not saying I don't want those businesses to be profitable, (laughs) obviously. But even if they weren't, even if they just broke even, And they purchased that business for me, purchased me another piece of commercial real estate. And when I go to sell that business, those five locations, I don't sell the assets. I don't sell the, I don't sell the, the the real estate rather. I sell the business and now I have guaranteed tenants. And within the agreement that I sell my business, I have the new buyers of the business sign a 10-year lease on my five buildings. Why would you not do this, you guys? Why would you not do this? So if you are a renter and you have been thinking about this, this is something you need to consider very strongly. 
And you need to focus on how to position your books, your finances, and your profits, not to simply minimize tax liability, but to look attractive to the banks so that you can qualify and purchase a building. And so you can take advantage of the very things I'm talking about. This is a wealth concept, folks. When I tell you that a business produces income when you work in it as a practitioner, well, every employee gets that. But in addition to that, you should build the business as an asset that can be sold in the future. And then you should let the business buy you real estate that it would have to spend money on rents otherwise. And then if you're really smart, you buy a bigger building where you've got tenants in that bigger building that are logical referral sources. So there's a value add for them to be in your building and they be in yours And now their otherwise rent money combined with your otherwise rent money buys you an even bigger building. (laughs) Does this sound like a good thing? Oh, man. Oh, man. (laughs) America, the land of opportunity. Seize it. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye-bye. I'd like to talk with you about financial coaching. Traditional financial planners help you make decisions about stocks, bonds, and mutual funds with money you already have. That's great, but who helps you accumulate more money in the first place? Who helps you make day-by-day life decisions? Who isn't trying to sell you something? Like, should I go back to school? Am I wasting money on insurance? How to purchase and finance a car, boat, home, lake cabin, or investment property? How to start, manage, and sell a business? It's about making minor errors that become colossal mistakes and cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars over your lifetime. The problem is that you're so busy pursuing your career that you're forced to make critical financial decisions that have a dramatic long-term effect on your finances without adequate research or information. Rooker Financial Coaching is like having a personal CFO for every decision. Don't waste time lamenting the bad decisions of the past or money that's run through your fingertips. Stop procrastinating. Call Rooker Financial Coaching, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Call me today, Todd Rooker, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. This has been a paid program. The views expressed were not necessarily those of the management or ownership of KSTPAM 1500 ESPN. You're listening to 1500 ESPN on KSTPAM 1500 and 94.5 HD2 Minneapolis.